0: Welcome to another episode of In the Deep Dave. Today I am joined by special guest Matty Wilson. Um, Matty, I'm gonna let introduce himself what he does. Um, I got introduced to Matty um, via his Instagram and his kind of motivational videos that he does. So I'll leave it over to you, Matty, if you just want to introduce yourself.
1: Yeah, you're all right, guys. Yeah, cheers for having me on, Dave. Yeah, like like you said, my name is Matt Wilson. Um my Instagram's Matty Wilson. Um and yeah, I just run. I run a marketing agency uh, down here in Kent, uh, and uh, I do like um, you know motivational type videos and things like that. I think that's how you you sort of found me, Dave, when it? Through yeah. my videos and stuff that I yeah, do online. So we run a digital marketing agency called Einstein Marketer, um, which is predominantly a a paid traffic. Uh, agency so we run ads for people if people have got you know products they want to promote online they don't know how to get them out they don't know how to generate sales we sort of take care of all of that for them we've been doing it for about three years now um, and yeah that's it really that uh, father of three fiance of one <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, yeah that's about it that's me. Excellent.
0: So, in terms of your digital marketing, I think probably now is the most important time more than ever through the era that we're going through with the coronavirus. Is how are you finding things right now? What's what are people doing online, or what are you? What's your business doing online? What 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 can you advise people? Um, well,
1: I mean, you know, there, there, there's there's obviously a lot of trouble out there in the markets at the moment for a lot of people, a lot of people, and a lot of businesses, especially, are going through are going through some shit, right? They're going through hard times, but there's, uh, you know, and I keep saying this to people that I talk to directly that whenever there's, there's big trouble, there's always a lot of opportunity out there. So what we're trying to do is just focus on where the opportunity lies. Like right now, for instance, there's a massively, massively uh, underpriced market on platforms like Facebook, even more so than normal, because what a lot of businesses have done because they've gone into trouble um, the first thing they cut, the first the easiest expense for a business to cut is marketing, right? So yeah. a lot of the businesses to save cash, they just turn off the marketing, which is really really counterintuitive if you think about it, because marketing drives sales, and you need sales to stay afloat. But yeah. it, you know, logic sort of takes over, and they're like, "What can I cut? Let's stop marketing." So what that's mean for us and our clients is that there's a hell of a lot less competition out there on on the platforms. So Facebook, yeah. for instance. You know we're seeing some of our cheapest cost per leads that we ever have done since Absolutely. we started, since we started advertising on the platform about three months ago we're seeing um you know sub one pound leads coming in for some of our clients, some of our clients that are in really competitive markets like finance and things like that we're getting like sub five pound leads for so we've really dropped down i'd say 30 40 percent of the lead cost for a lot of the companies that have still got the courage to to spend money on marketing through this through this time so that's a big opportunity that we're focusing on like even us einstein marketer ourselves you know we 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 turned on the tap for our our own lead gen and started generating our own leads because there was just such we were seeing it for our clients that were spending the money there's just such less competition um, and it's a great opportunity to build a really, really good list in this time for 30, 40% less than what it would cost you normally.
0: Yeah, and I've noticed that myself, especially on Facebook, especially when we're, we're running ads and things. Our reach has gone up. So, maybe it's where we'd run an ad and we, for the same price, we'd reach 20,000 people. You know, last week, I think we've reached 55,000 people. Um, so, it's definitely, it's definitely an opportunity to start. I think to get out there really. And, and even if it's running ideas, I believe on running ideas on trying to, to build your list, trying to get, maybe it's not people to commit to say, yes, I'm going to spend now, but I'm going to spend in three months. Or wh- what do you think the opportunity is there? in maybe it's doing deals for people in, in maybe it's in three months time when, when all, well, hopefully when all this is over.
1: Uh, what do you mean? Like um, what, what, Ryan, that's yeah i've
0: seen a few i've seen a few people saying like you know come with us now let's let's have a consultation now and a commitment and we'll get going in three months is, is there any signs of that yet or is there
1: yeah i mean neither but yeah there'll definitely be an opportunity for that i mean 100 percent. it's a great time to, to to start putting yourself out there in front of people in that way i mean we, we, we're we not really doing that i mean we, we've we just sort of um for us anyway you know, we've taken we've we've got, we've got a, a good chunk of our clients that aren't spending money throughout this time, just because you know a lot of the yeah. work we do is in events. So Obviously, that's yeah. an industry that's massively taken a hit. You know, the yeah, event industry literally gone down the toilet because the, the people can't they're not allowed to go to events, right? So, what we've tried to do is just is just look at other things that we can offer to our clients. So, we've got um, you know other services that we don't really push. Um, In in the sense of we don't we don't really offer them much to our clients and we don't um, and we don't definitely don't promote them like with marketing or anything like that like a done for you service like where we build everyone's websites and all of that sort of stuff we don't really push it we get a lot of people referred to us about that service because we're really good at it but it's not something we uh, proactively push so that's what we've done we've sort of pivoted across to that doing a lot more of that and that that's that's proved. Uh, a lifesaver for us because because we've got people that are buying that and you know that's that's a that's an expensive service that one so yeah. that's really helping us get through this. So, so do you
0: think there's still people out there in this time that uh, maybe is looking at their website now? Because I think I, I've, I've watched a uh, you know a lot of things on on you know YouTube on um, social media by saying now people have got a bit of downtown they're going to revamp the website they're going to look at their their branding you know they they've got more time to focus on the content that they're putting on the website so i probably seen a lot more of that cuz business owners who make them decisions have probably got a lot more time than they had 3 4 weeks ago
1: yeah i mean you know that's that's what should happen and i think you know that's that's what's like you know talking to you um, today i can already get the sense that's sort of like how you would think but in all honesty mate like what the m- most 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 of what i've seen is the opposite people are panicking you know yeah. uh people business owners uh entrepreneurs they're um <clears throat> they're not they're not stepping up to this 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 time this challenge they're they're sort of cowering to it <clears throat> and they're panicking and they're uh they're making decisions which go the other way so you know their first decision is you know how many staff can we lay off oh my god yeah. you know well it's going to come to an end and all this sort of stuff and that that they're the, again me and you you know we're, we're talking about spotting opportunities but for for, for the most part the most people I've spoke to no one's no one's thinking that way um they're just and, thinking and, they're just thinking how most people do which is is just to panic you know and just to, and, uh, and I, freak
0: I think out. touching on the kind of your motivational stuff you do because interesting I've seen a guy um a photo had been shared he was a pilot from easyjet or jet2 and he'd started his first day at Tesco doing delivery driving so like this guy is obviously, you know, being been laid off, and you know he's he's not doing anything at this moment in time. So he's he's took a job at Tesco and he's carry on going. So that just shows there is a mindset of people out there who are who are wanting to source opportunity, whether that be in employment, whether that be you know struggling business owners where they think, well, I'll just go and take a job at Tesco for the next three months and just to get me by. How how do you kind of prepare your mindset to to think like that in this in this climate?
1: Uh, I, in all honesty, I think it, I think if you haven't if you haven't worked on your mind or prepared your mind in any way before this happened, then th- this is the worst time to train your mind yeah. to do it. You know, uh, it's it, it's going to be like, and this is why I always say it's so important to work on yourself, work on your attitude, work on how you how you sort of um, look at problems. and 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 your mindset how your mindsets like on a a day-to-day basis like being disciplined with things all of that is sort of helping people get through now because you know it it, that's why we do it for for times like these you know when shit really hits the fan you know the, the the people that have you know, got a stronger mind, we'll just get through it. Just get through it easy. Yeah. Again, they're not just going to sit there and dwell and focus on the problems and complain about it and, and and you know, blame the government or the Chinese or whatever you want to blame for it, right? They're not going to do yeah, all yeah. that stuff there. They're, they're going to say, look, it is what it is, all right? Shit happens. I've got to look at how I'm going to get through this, how I'm going to get my business through it, how I'm going to get my family through it, like that guy there. You know, he made a decision. He's just like, right, well, look, you know, I've been laid off. I can sit around and fucking moan about it and blame Easy Jet for laying me off or I can actually go out and make something happen, you know, temporarily while all this shit's going on. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I think that's key. And, and, you know, you're probably right. And you you need to develop yourself. You need to you develop your own mind and, and how you deal with things. And I think probably why the likes of ourselves are, are dealing with this a lot better than others because we've, prepared our minds over a period of time and, and our mindset and what what kind of tips would you say that you've done to develop yourself over the, over the years?
1: Um, I mean, you know, really, really like, you know, when I was younger, you know, teenagers, even early twenties, I was, I was useless at that sort of stuff. To be honest, I, I had a terrible mindset. You know, I was, I was the guy that would blame other people for when things go wrong. I'd never accept, I'd never accept if I did anything wrong. Um, I'd never take responsibility. That's probably the biggest word there. I never took responsibility if something went wrong. So I was closed off to learning. I was closed off to growing because unless you accept that you've done something wrong, unless you accept that you can be better, you're never, ever going to go out to try and get better. You know, if you already think you're, you're the man and you're, you're the business and no one can teach you anything, then you're never going to learn anything. It's simple as that. So the first step that I I really took in in my early twenties was, um, I just really started taking responsibility for everything. I stopped. If something went wrong or something didn't go, wow, I, I lost, let's call it losing. Cause everyone knows that word. Every time yeah. I, I had a loss or I lost, I, w- I wouldn't make an excuse and blame someone. Oh yeah, that only happened because of this. That only happened because of that. Yeah. I would say, what did I do to make that, that outcome, you know, uh, come yeah. about? What, what, what did I do wrong? And I, what can I do better next time? That was the first step I took. And then, and then from there, really, it was just like a load of different stuff started building on it. So, so then I got into really good habits. I think that's really, really important. So, I got into really good habits of getting up, moving, you know, having the energy to do more. That was really, really important. So I work out, you know, in the mornings. If I if if I don't do that, now I'm I'm screwed really because I yeah. think that's so important to have the energy to do everything and strength of mind. You've got to have you've got to have a good feeling in your body most people really really <laughs> underestimate their attitude uh, how how they what they like what they eat and what they do affects their moods like and don't yeah. get me wrong by the way like anyone that knows me like knows that i love i love a beer i love <laughs> abs. i love pizza you know yeah. i'm not saying i'm not saying go out and be a vegan or a vegetarian for the rest of your life yeah. i'm not saying that but i'm saying consciously be aware that for the most part, if you have a massive, horrible, crappy meal before you go to bed, and then get up and don't go to the gym, you're feeling bad. Not because and a lot of people wake up and they thought, "Oh, I just haven't got the energy today. I feel bad," and that's the way it is. No, you're feeling like that because your body's trying to fucking digest all of that crap you have eaten. You know. Yeah. So just be just becoming more aware of that. Like I still do it. Don't get me wrong. But I I, I now know that if I'm feeling that way, it's not because. I'm just having a bad day. It's because I've eaten shit. Because I know if I look after myself and get into habits of, you know, just even just going for a walk, a lot of the time, I'll just at least go for a, you know, a long sort of half an hour walk, even just on the treadmill, something like that. Get the blood pumping in the morning. It yeah. massively, massively makes a difference to your attitude throughout the day. You know, and it, and it, and that, that massively helps. That's such a huge part of it that people underestimate um, having the energy to do it all, you know.
0: It does, and I think I think the last three weeks since you know we've been locked down here for three weeks because what my younger son's got asthma, so kind of he was taken out of school early before the schools actually shut. And one thing me and my wife's done every day is we've trained on a morning, first thing in the morning we've getting up even if we can't be bothered, even if yeah. we're like oh god we've trained and after that half an hour, forty minutes, whatever we've done. It's set me up for the day. It's made me look at the day a lot more positive. And I don't think I could solve the problems and have the ideas I have if I didn't do that. And, and, you know, Joe Wicks has been a godsend because even if we get up and then we make the kids kids do Joe Wicks and we do Joe Wicks with the kids, the PE lesson. So even that 20 minutes, that 25 minutes that he's on, it still sets you up for the day. It makes you a lot more positive. So you don't have to do a lot. And this is not, you know, we're not... Blown here off of jaw wicks, but it's it's it does make a big difference when when that mate happens. massively.
1: You know, it's just by bi- it's biologically proven. That's you know that's it. And uh, like I I got to the stage because I don't do it to you know I'm not one of these guys that works at because I work out. If you follow me, you know on Instagram and stuff, you see yeah. I work out a lot. I'm up at normally I'm up at sort of half four five o'clock because I'm and, I, and I'm in the gym. I try to I try to train for a couple of hours in the morning before I work now. I'm not one of these guys that does it for the body or anything like that. You know, I'm yeah. not like, I do it so that I can sustain my lifestyle um, yeah. without feeling bad. Like, cause like I said, I like a beer and I like junk food. So if I, if I didn't do that, I wouldn't be able to, you know, do that stuff. I enjoy going out and things like that. But also now it's got to the point now, cause I've been, I've been doing that now for sort of four or five years. And the main reason I do it now is for energy. Like you just said there I cannot now, Go into the office with the amount I have to do running my business, obviously, you know, my business is still in the early stages. So there's still, there's still a hell of a lot to do for me. And there's still a lot of things going on with trying to grow and all this stuff. I need to, I need to be on the ball. And if I don't, if I don't work out in the morning, like, which I don't sometimes don't get me wrong. There's, there are days when I miss it and I go into the office straight away even if I get up early, even if I'm still up at like seven, say, and I get in the office at nine, I literally sit down and feel like I'm still in bed. It's because, because I've now got a contrast of how I feel when I go in after working out for two hours. So, But I used to do that every day. That was my normal. Before I worked out, I used to just get up, go to work, and I used to think that feeling was normal, so I didn't know any different. I just thought, oh, that's how, that's, this is how it feels. But after working out and going in with so much energy and literally getting yeah. so much done when I first go into the office, because I've got the energy, because I've gone to the gym, if I now don't go to the gym, the contrast now is massive. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, this literally feels, compared to how I feel if I'm in the gym, right now I feel like I'm in bed. Does that make sense? Yeah, you know, it does. I, yeah, the, it does. So that's a and big I, thing,
0: <clears throat> and I think it's creating them morning rituals. It's creating them things that 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 what you go through before you get into the office that really sets you up. And like you say, if if you go if you get up, you eat right, you go at the gym, then you go to the office, you're a, you're a lot more efficient and better at it than when you don't. So if you if you create yourself that structure of the day of always doing that or trying to always do that, then you're always going to have yeah, a better day. Absolutely,
1: man. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So, you know, that, that was a, definitely a big part of it because, because that gave me the, it just gave me the mental strength because you just, you're always a lot mentally stronger if you're feeling good, you know, you're always, cause you just, you know, if you're drained or you are run down or you're just, you know, you, you're bloated or whatever, you just, um, you're, you're so much more susceptible to giving in if, if a challenge arises, you know. Whereas if you're on the ball and you're focused and you're alert, you just you're just naturally stronger minded, you know. That's that, yeah. that, that's, that's just the fact.
0: I just want to also have a chat to you about about the event space because I um I got in touch with you off the back of your one of your recent events that you ran, and it was interesting what I wanted to talk to you about because I think you had a guy called Rob Muir speaking um at your event and he opened the event and and one thing that drew me towards you and getting you on the podcast is um you ran your event outside of london yeah you did it all um a non-selling event is that right
1: yeah absolutely you didn't
0: sell um just talk me through that because that's quite um quite a unique event that you've put on there because a yep. lot of events you go to now, it's, it's speaker give value, somebody giving you the hard sell, speaker give value, somebody giving you the hard sell. And that kind of yep. turns me off at them events where you ran something different. What, what got you on to running your own events?
1: Um, well, yeah, so the Entrepreneurs Marketing Conference, or EMC, is what, is what, it, what it was. It was um, Luckily, it was just, just before all this corona stuff. Yeah, so yeah, it was. We, we, sold, we sold it out. We, had, um, we, could, we could sell 250 tickets. We sold just over 250, and we only had about 205 come. We had, we had sort of 20, 30p, bearing in mind the cheapest ticket was 250 quid. Yeah, so I was thinking like you know everyone's obviously going to come, and we had like leading up to the event we had we had over twenty call into the office and tell us that they wasn't coming for Corona, um, and I was like, Kai, oh, if, if twenty people have called, then at least double that's not going to come. Yeah, and yeah, sure, sure enough, we only had like uh to over just over 200 and i was gutted. i was like a bit sort of disheartened and and they'd paid so it didn't and because we weren't selling it didn't we weren't selling if it didn't matter really how many people are in the room i just wanted it to be full up and i wanted it to look really good but like now like looking back now you know in hindsight i'm so thankful that it was what it was because literally if it was like a week later that event probably wouldn't have gone ahead you know and we i put everything on the line for that event like in our business we invested a hell of a a hell of a lot of time energy and money to put that thing on so anyway yeah was,
0: so, was that your first event that you'd run
1: <laughs> yeah personally like as as, as Einstein market yes. I mean obviously I, I've been filling events for people like Rob uh, and all those guys I've been the one that's been filling them in the background now for you know over five years in the UK and that's what that's that's pr- predominantly what I do we fill we fill events up like those style of events now the reason I wanted to do something different was just because uh, you know that that space is very crowded right I didn't want to yeah. I just didn't want to follow the crowd and do it now there's this event that I go to in the states once a year called trafficking conversion summit uh and it's by far the most valuable three days of my year I go there and I learn so much stuff from guys that are actually doing it that I can come back and implement into my business I have to go I literally have to go because if I don't go I'm missing out on new strategies new tactics new yeah. channels things like that that i can use not only for me but for my clients yeah. and, and, and and it's just ridiculous to me that i have to travel all the way to san diego spend you know two grand on a flight uh, a grand on a ticket uh, for the event itself, because they, you know the minimum ticket there's a thousand dollars. Then I've got to spend probably five hundred to stay there, five hundred to eat, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm spending. I'm spending. It's a two, big investment. I'm spending like yeah, I'm spending like five Gs a year. And there's loads of other people from England that are flying over there. So I wanted to bring something similar to the UK, and it's been a dream of mine since I started the company about three years ago to do it. But I knew, I knew, based on how hard it is to do free events, you know, like a lot of these events that you were just speaking about where they're selling that I promote, they're free, you know? So, yeah. so you promote them for, for, for free. The people come, they get some value throughout the day, but then they pitch something at the end. That's how you can afford to do it for free because you're selling something. And I know yeah. how hard it is to fill an event when, with, when you're giving it away for free. So, I knew that if I wanted to set this apart and make this an event where only business owners come, I have to make it expensive. I have to, not expensive, but I've got to make it like a hefty investment. You know, I can't make it one of these silly events where it's 17 pound tickets and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be, cause I only want business owners in there. Cause the stuff we're teaching, a lot of these events are, you know, how to make money or how to start a business or how to invest in stuff. So you're talking to people effectively that have probably, are probably just employed. Whereas the stuff I'm teaching, it was all marketing strategies, right? So, you know, a, a YouTube ad strategy, a Facebook ad strategy, all these different strategies that you have to use if you've already got a business. So I had to make sure that it was business owners in the room yeah which is why which is why we made it um 250 quid at least and then tickets went up to about 600 for vip's and, and you know and we and we did it that way the main reason was i just wanted to i wanted to put on an event that was so good over here that i could build it so don't get me wrong i want this event to make us you know a million a million quid a year Eventually, but to do that, I had to. I knew I had to start small. So what I wanted to do, I said, right, can we do 250 people paying at least 250 quid? If we can do that, even if we break even, and we did, I think you know the event in the end, with all the time and effort and everything like that. Um, um, sorry, I just shut the kitchen door. All the all the all the time and effort and everything that went into it, we only made about six grand profit. (laughs) Yeah,
0: which
1: was which was don't get me wrong. It's, it's, it's you know it's a decent, decent amount of money, but you know events can make you you know six figures. But I knew I knew I, it wasn't about this year anyway. It wasn't about making money. I, me and my team we were all on the same mission, which was uh, as long as we didn't lose money, get yeah. them in the room, and as long as we weren't down. So we wasn't. And then it was like a case of right, how do we go from two hundred and fifty to five hundred? Well, the only way to do that, the only way, is to absolutely blow everyone in the room away with value, like completely like overwhelm them with how good the value is because it's easy. Some of these selling events, for instance, right? They, they, they manage to get people back, uh, if they do the event again. Um, even though that person knows they're going to be sold to, however, that person will not because they're selling and no matter how good the salesperson is or, or even how subtle they are, which a lot of them aren't subtle.
0: <laughs> no, they're
1: not um, No matter how subtle they are, no one wants to transfer that awkward feeling of...
0: Sorry, Matty. Are you there? Bravo.
1: Uncomfortable while they're being pitched something, like from stage, when they're being pitched something hard.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, that feeling is something that they wouldn't want to transfer onto someone else that they know, like, you know, like a friend or a business partner, right? Like human beings, human beings, if you, like, for instance, like if you saw something good, or you brought something good, you purchased something that was really good, right? I don't know, something from Amazon, and it was the nuts. The first thing you'd do is you'd sell that to your friends. Yeah, You'd be like, mate, this thing is, this is sick. It does this. Honestly, mate, it's the best thing. Honestly, you should get one, right? You You want them to experience, that's the key word, you want them to experience that good feeling with you. Right, that's the power of like um, r- real referrals. What yeah, you're trying to do is you're trying to transfer on a really good experience to someone you know, because you like them and love them. You want them to experience something good. Now, when someone's sitting in the room getting pitched to, even if the the event's good and they learned something good, because of that part of it, because of that little feeling of um uncomfort, awkwardness, they would not then refer their friends and say, "Guys, come to this event with me next year." So. That that got me thinking. I was like, that's in, that's an interesting sort of psychology. So if there's if we do an event where there's absolutely no selling, and even if it's small to start with, could we potentially go from two hundred and fifty to five hundred next year? And that's what we did. So we set out. We set out to just blow them away with value. Make it so good. Our one goal, our mission, which is which was which was on our office wall for the whole time we promoted the event, was to make the event so good. That not only would everyone in the room want to buy a ticket for next year, but they would also tell their friends about it and bring them back next year as well. Yeah. Um, and and that's exactly what happened. So, I mean, the, the event, we, the only thing we made available at the event was tickets to next year. Bearing in mind, the event was in March, next year's event is in February. We sold over 100 tickets to next year's wow. event. That's correct. Right, so we we, we already sold a hundred tickets. So we've already sold a hundred of the five hundred next year, which is great. We also got a hundred and sixty odd people on the priority list, the waiting list for next year, um, yeah. uh, because we got everyone in the in there to tell their friends and stuff about it. And I know when we promote it next year now, because this year we didn't have we didn't have images, we didn't have videos, we didn't have testimonials, we didn't have like we yeah. didn't have proof. We didn't have any proof. There was literally just me, this maniac. T- telling everyone this event's going to be the best thing since sliced bread but no one you know no one had any reason to believe me because everyone says that about events right so luckily 250 people put their trust in me brought a ticket yeah. and now they know they were like everyone I mean we, we ended up getting 40 odd testimonials and we've I've watched them all and they're just like overwhelming you know people just absolutely blown away by it um, so next year we're going to go 500 now when we're at 500 selling 500 tickets at at least 250 quid all of the other costs for the event really stay sort of similar you know the the av stays the same the, the, yeah. the amount of the hotel goes up a little bit because it's a bigger room but for the most part you're just making more money because you're selling more tickets and then we're going to do exactly the same thing i'm going to get the best in the world just like i did this year um to come blow them away and then the goal is to go from 500 to a thousand down in Brighton the year after and that's yeah. what we're going to try and grow and, and, it, and it's literally the reason we I wanted to do it is for business owners like me that want to learn this type of stuff from the best not from people that uh, you know the gurus quote-unquote guru guys that, that read it in a book somewhere and, and, and only really promote their own guru business they don't necessarily promote any other yeah. business I try to get agency owners in so people that promote loads of different stuff. You know, like we had Laura Moxham, who's one of the top Google um, uh, agencies in the UK. Tom Breeze, without a doubt, is the, the best YouTube ads guy in the world. Uh, he's the, the number one guy on the planet. You know, he spends like yeah. three in a month on ads on YouTube three million pounds a month promoting loads of different stuff so i wanted to get guys that had all this knowledge because when the the small business owner which was our target market when they're in the room and they're learning from guys at this level just one little thing just one little thing from one of the talks if they implement into their business could change change their business yeah Yeah. i wanted to and i wanted to give small business owners in the uk that place to go every year. So I wanted to make it an experience. That's why I, that's why I did it in Brighton. I did it in Brighton so that people enjoyed, uh, even after that, once the conference had finished uh, at the end of the day, they were in a place that was cool. They weren't in you know, yeah. London, which is just horrible, you know, hectic, just craziness. They could go outside, immediately see the ocean. You know, there was bars and restaurants lit up all down the street, you know, things like that. It was just that experience of it being Brighton for so the next year they look at it as a, a little trip, you know, they get it in their yeah. there and they come. So that was the whole goal there.
0: And I think that's great, like, because you're right. Every event you see or every event I see, if it's, it's in London or it's in maybe Birmingham, but the majority are in London. So for you to do that outside of London is probably different again. Do you think it's more difficult doing things outside of London? Are you pushing the traffic more? Are you putting more into ads? Are you putting more into yeah, the market? No,
1: so, I mean Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was very risky. The whole thing was risky. You know, like all of the guys, like even Rob, like Rob, Rob opened up and he said, uh, he said, you know, give it, give it, give a round of applause for Matt because everyone thought he was mad doing this event, you know, no one thought it it would work because I sort of made it hard for me to do it right. I I, I sold tickets at a higher price, 250, which was quite a lot for my first one. And then I did it in Brighton. It was like, what are you doing? You know, so it was definitely harder. Yeah. Um, but again, I wasn't doing it for that year. I wasn't doing it to make it uh, make money that year. I just, I wanted, uh, it was all for next year. Everything we did this year was for next year. Yeah. Everything we did was just laying the foundations for next year. So it's definitely harder doing it outside of London. Uh, I think, but now it will be a lot easier, um, you know, going forward because, we still promoted pretty much in London. Like we only spent 10, our our budget for this, we had to keep the budget so tight on everything. So the budget for marketing was only 10 grand. We only spent 10 grand on marketing. You know, we spent 10 grand on marketing to sell, you know, 60. And where did, and
0: where did you, where did you put that 10 K? Where was
1: all all on Facebook, mate? The whole thing. Was it all on Facebook? All on Facebook. Yeah. I think we did a bit of uh, we did a bit of retargeting on YouTube, but for the most part, it was all Facebook. Yeah, all yeah. Facebook ads. Did loads of different ads. So I did an ad where I was on a roller coaster down in Brighton. You know, <laughs> on the beach in Brighton. There was there was a couple of different ads that that pulled really well. But again, it was it was difficult because we didn't have any proof. Like next year, we've, we're going to have promo footage. We're going to have testimonials. Yeah. We're going to have all of this other marketing collateral that we can use next year to make it a lot easier. Yeah. Um, to sell. But yeah, we had basically the strategy was um, you know run ads, get people to the page. And then retarget them. Retargeting with retargeting ads, and, and, and that seemed to pull really well. We we sold uh, we sold nearly a hundred of the two hundred and fifty tickets over the phone. So right. I've got a, I've got a sales guy that works for me. So we we called like all of our existing customers. We had him calling like like, like those. So luckily we already had an existing database for him to call through. So yeah. nearly, nearly nearly half the tickets were sold that way, which really helped. That will be a big part of the strategy next year as well um but yeah for the most part it was all all done on facebook ads the 10 grand yeah
0: what's great that and i mean you know it's probably you've probably started the hardest way at the start and you've proved that even starting something where people think you're mad you can if you believe it you can achieve it really isn't it
1: well mate that's exactly what it is man it was crazy because i've been dreaming about it for uh for so long it was crazy. the first like you know when i first walked out onto the stage it was just mental it was literally like uh Exactly how I'd pictured it in my brain for four years. It was it was the it was the it was the most um, uh, physical example of seeing it, believing it, achieving it that I've ever experienced. Like I, you know, I believe in all that stuff anyway, and like yeah. even like where I am now, right, running a business. I, I had that. I knew I'd run a business, so it's that sort of thing. However, it wasn't as detailed as how when I walked out onto that stage, even the stage. How they looked, how the room looked, everything was exactly how I'd pictured it for yeah. like over three years, and, like it was really cool. Like when I first walked out on stage, I said, "You're gonna have to give me a minute to take all this in," and I just sort of stared at him really awkwardly for a little while. And I <laughs> yes. even said, "This what I'm telling you now." I was like, "I'm standing right on my dream right now." It's fucking, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah. like you can, um, you can definitely achieve. You know, you can achieve anything, man, because it, it, it was it was a very very tough ask, but I knew if we just pulled this one off which we did just by the skin of our teeth because you know, you know, we had 40-odd people that didn't come. That's, that's 40 people now that won't talk about it next year because they yeah. didn't experience it. That's 40 people that potentially didn't buy a ticket on the day for next year. You know? So we lost that a little bit there, but you know, for the most part, it was such a success. Everything ran smoothly. All of the speakers turned up. All of the speakers were instructed, you have to teach something to these guys that you would normally charge for that was my that was my criteria to and me. did
0: the did the speakers did you pair the speakers were they all paired or did people no, give man, the
1: time I, no i mean like like i said this is this is a, again where i timed it right because I wanted to make sure I would never try and promote it unless I really believe we could do it. So like a year ago, I didn't believe we could do it. We wasn't ready. We didn't have the list size. We didn't have the brand awareness. Like, cause our brand awareness of Einstein now is massive. You know, we get sort of 50,000 visitors to our site every month now. Yeah. They go to our blog. So that sort of come, but also I, I was lucky because I knew so many people very, very well like where I've made them a lot of money, you know, because I've promoted a lot of their stuff in the past, a lot of these guys felt like they owed me a favor. So a lot of these guys that charge to speak, you know, when I called them up and I just said, look guys, this is what I'm trying to do here. And because I'm trying to do it this way, I literally cannot pay you anything. (laughs) Like I've got no, (laughs) if if we sell 250 tickets at an average cost of 300 quid, we are going to break even. So there's no way that I can afford to pay you anything, and all of them agreed without a question to do it for me. So, so I was so thankful to all of the speakers that that helped me out there because you know, like Tom, 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 Tom speaks for like at YouTube and Google conferences. You know, yeah. they pay them a lot of money in first class flights and all this stuff. You know, Rob Moore, uh, Spencer Lodge. It Spencer like Spencer flew over from Dubai. You know Did Spencer he? Lodge, like he flew over from Dubai as well at his own cost. I had Alex Taylor, who's like a, a one of the best in when it comes to sales funnels on the planet that I know. A really cool guy, good mate, of, good mate of mine. He flew all the way from Colombia. Uh, he's an English lad. He's he's a Welsh lad, but he lives in Colombia now. Like he, he's a bit of a lap, laptop lifestyle type guy. Yeah. He, he flew all the way from Colombia to help me. You know, like all of that. To make it that event, that 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 really and that's out. a testament
0: to you that though, isn't it? It's a testament to your background and what you've done for them.
1: Yeah, exactly right, mate. That's it, absolutely. Yeah, it is hundred
0: percent. So, so, where, what is your background then, Matt? Where, where did you come from to 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 get to that event and to get to the stage and to make these guys all the money you have over the years? What was your kind of background? How did you fall into this?
1: um Yeah, so I mean, well, marketing really in general, like so. I come from um, a place called Gravesend in Kent, you know, a bit of a yeah. fairly different nice. area. Not, not the not nicest place in the world, but I mean, I love it. It's my home, so I, I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, working class family. So I've always had like, you know, physical jobs, labouring, bricklaying, roofing, worked in a factory with my dad for a good couple of years. Um, got into like fitness and PTing when I was a bit younger as well. Just like, I just did loads of different stuff, really. yeah. Uh, I just, I literally floated about, if I was unhappy somewhere, I'd just go and do something else. I wouldn't, you know, I'd just move on and do something else. And then I started getting into this mindset stuff, this, you know, this um, personal development type stuff when I was working in the factory. So, um, I first heard about, um, a guy called Tony Robbins, you know, and, yeah. and, and all his stuff brought all of his programs and, and audios, and I used to just listen to his stuff, and and then it got me sort of thinking, wow, yeah, I, I believe I can do more than this, you know. I want to make I want to make more money. I want to run a business potentially one day, but it was all just little ideas in my head really. And then um, and then what happened was I was reading books. I started reading books. I never read read a book until I was like you know sort of nineteen twenty. I never read books in school. <laughs> you know, I've never never read books. Yeah. and then um one thing that kept coming up in all these business books was uh about this one skill like richard branson said it tony robbins all these guys kept saying the same things like one skill you need to learn to be successful is how to sell if you want to make money you got to learn how to sell because that's effectively what business is right no matter what business you are in you have to sell something yeah you do so so then i started looking into uh, sales training. and I started like right, reading and learning all this sales stuff, like from Brian Tracy, Zig Ziglar, all these guys that teach sales. Um, and while I was working in the factory, and I just trained trained myself to be this uh, well in my head anyway, this great salesman, right? And I, but I'd never done it, but but I you know, but I was really really good at it because I I'd learned it, I'd read it, and I'd done all this stuff. So I was like, right, I need to yeah. put it into practice now. So I, I ended up get, going up into the city and trying to get a job. Uh, in sales and I eventually got a job as a stockbroker in the city where we were selling investments right so really hardcore I, was I mean say, right
0: proper uh, Wolf of Wall Street type sales
1: that eh? exactly it was it but it was really good but it was really good training because it's the most extreme environment of sales you could imagine it's like you're calling people that have no idea who you are and you're trying to sell them something like for 10 grand you know, it's like real fucking really, but but it, if you if you can get through it and earn your stripes, you'll come out a really good salesman. So I did that, and then I started looking at the leads we were calling. Like, I can remember thinking about these leads, and and I, I think I was out with like a couple of the managers one one day for a beer, and they mentioned about how much they pay for these leads, and they were like, "Yeah, I think it's like you know twenty odd quid a lead," and I was like, "What? You're paying twenty pound for every one of these?" dog shit names that are on my list that have no idea who I am what I do or what I've got to offer you're paying 20 pound each because bearing in mind I was calling 200 of those a day so just 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 that alone's four grand I was I was spending four grand a day effectively just calling all these numbers at 20 pounds each yeah Um, and then it got me thinking about the marketing side of things so I was like wow how, how do I how do, how, do they, how do leads get generated and all this sort of stuff? And that sent me down this new learning curve. Because I, by this point, I was just a sponge. I just loved learning. I learned to love learning, whereas when I was at school, I hated it. And then I just started going down this Google AdWords, like, uh, rabbit hole, right, of how to generate leads using this thing called Google, which at the time, this is sort of now 2009, yeah, uh, yeah, about two thousand and nine, two thousand and ten, like sort of, sort of in its infancy. You know, there's no social media at this point or anything like that, and um, yeah, I just start going down that route and learning how to uh, promote and generate leads online through Google. Started doing that for them, then ended up getting a job with a guy called Andy Harrington. Uh, he lived right near me. He's a guy that runs events and seminars and does public speaker training and all this sort of stuff. And he lives right near me. And I've I've just, I was just sort of having my, um, my second and third kid at the time. So I didn't want to travel to London anymore. And this job came up for a marketing manager, uh, for this guy called Andy Harrington. So I jumped into that and that's how really I got into the whole event space because obviously he runs events, a lot of events. He does a lot of events, lots of trainings, so I started doing it for him and then, yeah, you know as as I evolved and and more people started seeing the great work I was doing for Andy, people started asking me to do stuff for them, and in the end, I just thought it was a great time for me to, yeah. to break off on my own and start and start doing it because I, I had more value to add than just to andy I, I could I could add value to all of these guys that weren 't really good at marketing, you know so
0: yeah. Um,
1: I started doing all that stuff and that's when I started Einstein market about three years ago. So, so our first lot of clients really were event guys, but then we broke off into more, like more, most of our clients now are just service based guys. Anyone that needs leads, right? Solicitors, real estate brokers, um, uh, plumbers, even, you know, local, even local companies like plumbers and people like that that need work. Um, a couple of carpet cleaning companies, just loads loads of different things really because the psychology is the same you're just getting them
0: and 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 it's key that because the the guys you've mentioned are very good in their field the solicitors will be very good at you know law and legal plumbers will will know how to you know plumb your house and do whatever you want but selling and generating leads is something different and i I suppose that's why there's always a great business in marketing (laughs) Because these guys don't know how to generate the leads. They just know how to do the job effectively and get the referrals, what you were talking about, the, the word-of-mouth referrals, from the good job they're doing. But generating leads and marketing is, is, is something, it's a completely different skill.
1: Yeah, I, I may, absolutely. But everyone needs it. That's why in a time like this, for instance, how we are at the moment, I'm really glad of the business I'm in because at the end of the day, every business always needs marketing. Just like they need sales, you know. It's like, it, 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 without a doubt, there's there, there, there's industries that will be safe during all this stuff, and it will be sales people, hundred uh, percent. You know, because you don't want to you don't want to get rid of someone that's going to make you more money than you pay them. That just doesn't make sense. And the same with marketing, because marketing will feed those sales people or feed the sales that come into the business. You know.
0: And and it's right. And I think you know whether it, the thing is with marketing, thing is with sales and agencies. You can run very, very lean. So at this moment yeah. in time of what we're going through, we can we can be very, very lean. And when, when we get through this, that every business is going to need to sell because they're going to want to generate the sales and revenue that they've lost, try and pick up, or even businesses, if they have to start again, they'll be starting again and still need to generate sales. So you're in a great business and a great position. It's just... Yeah, getting right. through the next kind of one, two, three months, however long this goes on for, and then <laughs> yeah, exactly, exploding exactly. at the end, really. Um, yeah. What about, what would kind of your advice be to businesses who may be struggling right now? Um, how how could they change their marketing strategy? What what are you doing with any of your clients? Because uh, it's, again, it's about the strategy of what you're doing now. If you can't sell anything, what would you advise?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, like, just exactly what I'm doing really, just really watch cash cash is the most important thing at the moment. Uh, just make sure you just keep the cash there and rather than if you can't spend money for whatever reason um, you know on marketing to drive sales, look at what you've already got. so you know what we're doing is just going back to our existing customers there at the end of the day they're your best chance of getting a sale. Yeah. Think of something else that you can do for them to help them that you can charge for and hit them up. Because, you know, a lot of businesses out there will always constantly focus on new business, new business, new business. But you could easily run a business, a lot of businesses anyway, could easily run for another year or two just reselling to existing clients. They've yeah. already purchased from you, they already trust you, they already know you like you. So just just have a think about, go to the drawing board and say, right, what can we promote to these guys what else can we come up with you know how and how are we going to do it are we going to is a strategy we're going to get on the phone to them and just call for them are we going to send some sort of email to get them to tell us that they want us to call them you know think about the different strategies that you can use to try and add more value to them but in, in and, and in exchange them pay you more money this, more this is
0: a This is a great example of what you've just said there. There's a business in um, Tynemouth, up up near where I live in the northeast, that at the moment aren't trading, and they've done a lot of business this month in selling vouchers. It's a cafe selling vouchers for people to come and dine for a discounted price. So, you know, you say you buy £10 worth of vouchers, you actually get £15 worth of spending in the cafe. And they've done a lot of business this month in just selling vouchers for people who existing customers who like and trust them and know them. They've bought all of these vouchers for when they do reopen, they're able to go and treat themselves. And I think you know, in this time where everything's uncertain, you go and spend twenty five quid on a voucher for something you can't have for the next three months. That's that's a good testament to selling to your own customer base.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a a great example. That's right.
0: And and I think what I find about us you know, maybe it's entrepreneurs, business owners, salespeople, marketers right now is you have the ideas to help businesses through this. So when I would generally say, you know, yeah, marketing's the first pe- thing people always cut. If they just think twice and engage with their marketing agency and go to them and say, right, okay, what can we do? You yeah. know, for example, restaurants and cafes, they don't have to shut the doors. They yeah. could convert everything to going online deliveries. Yeah. Um taking the whole cafe experience to somebody's home. And exactly it, it's amazing how many people would buy that because sitting in the house for 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and just going out for exercise is boring. So if people can add their experience of sitting in the house by getting something that they would have done, generally gone out for. And yeah. I think you only find that when you talk to marketeers and salespeople, because a lot yeah. of business owners, if they've outsourced that, and they've cut that, they don't then have that influence, if you know what I mean.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right, mate. Absolutely.
0: So I think that's definitely good advice of, you know, just chat to to people like yourselves and engaging with current customers because you never know what ideas and what business could spin off the back of that. Um, So it's a good one. So what's kind of your plans for the next, what's kind of your plans for the next 12 months then? Obviously after all of this, if you like. (laughs) Uh, yes, yeah, so, I mean our big focus is we're, we're obviously going to get into the new office, um, but you
1: know our, our main goal, at Einstein, has always been to be a, um, uh, eventually anyway, be a marketing education company. That's always been our main goal. So although we're running an agency, my, you know my passion is 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 like you know things like this, just just helping people out more. So what we want to do is come up with a load of really cool, like we do anyway with our blog. Like you know we 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 come up with amazing blog posts which are absolutely free that. Businesses all over the UK are using to, to help them, you know, set up a uh, Facebook ad account, run marketing campaigns, all this sort of stuff. They love it. We want to take that to the next level with just other trainings and resources, all online stuff that they can, uh, you know, sink their teeth into. So our big focus this year is to come up with um, some more sort of, um, not intense, I don't want to say intense training, but. More sort of deep, lot more detailed training, walkthroughs, you know, how to sort of stuff that people, small businesses like the local, you know, like the salon, like the, the restaurant that they can buy really, really cheaply without going on some of these, you know, really massively expensive, you know, trainings and, and, and yeah. to, deep into, to help their business, you know, that's, that's what we want to do. We want to position ourselves as the, as the leader within the next two years. We want to be the, the sort of leader in the UK for marketing education for small businesses. So that's really our focus. What we've, got, we've got a studio in the new office, so we're going to be doing a lot, a lot more videos, getting the YouTube channel up, you know, really that, that sort of stuff, just going out, putting out content to business, small businesses to help them grow.
0: And is there, is the eventual to sell them training courses? Are you... Sorry, it again? kind of, is the eventual um, end goal to try and create training courses and platforms to sell to people? So, oh
1: yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. So some of them will be, yeah. I mean, like obviously, they've got our blog, which is going to be completely free still um, for, for all that information. But we will, we will definitely be having some uh, some products, you know, in the sort of fifty quid to, you know, probably five hundred pound range that people that businesses can buy, which come with you know support and things like that. Because uh, just, there's just such a big space in the marketing in the marketing industry for that over here. There's no. Well, I, I don't. That.
0: I don't see many people doing that. Not to no, businesses. Because, not helping businesses. Well,
1: yeah, that's because they're not really. You know, they they they, they talk to. Uh, they talk to you know uh, start you know want to be entrepreneurs or people that want to start yeah. a business. They talk to those guys. Uh, however not really for a business that's already set up, you know, for a business that's, that's or just started already and they've just set up and they need more leads and they need more sales. There's no, there's no one out there really that's doing it that are creating stuff for those guys. So that's, that's the, where that's the be focus.
0: I mean, my background is education. I'm involved in training businesses. I run a consultancy into training businesses and colleges and I work with colleges and training providers across the country in various different things. And, a lot of the training that's out there is is training individuals. So you can go and do a digital marketer program, apprenticeship, whatever it is. But there's nobody training. There's no one for training the businesses. So I definitely think if you can nail that, that's, that's, a, that's a good one. Because you're right, all of these training and these events are playing on hopes and dreams of people, rather than actually adding value to people who are running multi seven figure
1: or multi six figure businesses already. So I I think that's a good one. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, the way I look at it is they're the people that need my help the most, you know, because, because I know, I know, I know the struggles that a business goes through in the early stages. Right. And, 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 and although it's tough sometimes, even for me, I've got the knowledge to sell and to market the business. So, uh, got i know for a fact there's a lot of people that get into businesses because it's passion uh because it's a good they think it's a good idea and they get into it but they've got no concept of marketing and selling and then they struggle and then they sit they stand around and, and they wonder why it's not working out the way they thought and it's because they haven't mastered those skills and and i want to be the guy and or einstein wants to be the company that brings that to those people you know and solves that problem yeah them,
0: so. great um, so if any if people um wanted to, to find you, where could they find you, Matty?
1: Uh, yeah, so Matty Wilson, um, is on, on um, M A T Y Wilson, all one word on Instagram is a good good shout. Matt Wilson Motivation on YouTube, I uh, you know, I put motivational type videos up for you guys, yeah. but any anything sort of marketing related, business. Uh, strategy related just go to einsteinmarketer.com man there's some r- really good free resources and free blog posts that we post on there three four times a week that really? can help you put out um, and just
0: a couple more questions from me just what I kind of finish off on um, there's a dinner party you're allowed three guests there's me and you hosting a dinner party you're allowed three guests alive or dead who would you like at your dinner party and why Uh The
1: Rock Dwayne
0: the Rock Johnson. Oh, great, great shout! I, I actually said that when I was interviewed the other uh, the other day on a podcast. Yeah,
1: Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Just because uh, I just love him. I've always loved him. I used to love wrestling as a kid, so I loved him even when he was a wrestler. Now he's like, now he's just like this crazy, motivated, you know, highest-paid actor in the world. I just love to sort of sit down with him and have a chat just about his mindset because he's just, he he's a classic example of someone that's just so disciplined and driven. See,
0: My wife takes the mix. She says he can't act. I says, Claire, he's never done a bad film. I say, Yeah, no, he's the the highest paid actor of, you know, in the world of all time because he is, and him, do you know why? He is a great marketeer.
1: Yeah, oh mate, massively. Yeah, that's he can promote he can promote a film and make it number one just from his Instagram now, you know. Yeah. Um but he's also uh yeah, he's not he's not a great actor, like he's not a Pacino, but it, every one of his films are great. They're just so enjoyable. Yeah, I've never I, I love all of his films. I think they're just brilliant, you know. He's got and he and yes, yeah, so I'd love definitely love him. Um I'd probably say second, I would probably sit down with Winston Churchill.
0: Good child.
1: Yeah, dead or alive, you said, right? Yeah, yeah, Dead or Alive. Yeah. yeah, Winston Churchill, 100%. I'd love to sit down with him and just, yeah, just, I, I love, I, I'm big on history, man. So I love, like, I'm really fascinated. I'm a bit of a World War geek, you know, like yeah. World War I, World War Two geek. I, I, I love all that stuff. I'd love to sit down with him again, just, just to get into his mind a little bit and just figure out how he ticked because he did some intense things when he was alive. So yeah, Yeah, definitely him. And then I'd, and then I'd have to say, I'd have to say Richard Branson as well, because he's a really, um, he he was definitely a big driver for me in my earliest stages. Like he was one of the first books I read, losing my virginity was one of the first books I read on business really, really inspired his story, massively inspired me, uh, to start and to drive forward. So and he's I just like got that.
0: so much energy as a person and for his yeah. age and oh, I mean, you know, yeah. the whole Necker yeah. Island and like people go there and, you know, people buzz off his energy, no matter how old he gets, yeah. he never loses that energy, which is absolute great shout out to them three, to be fair. Yeah. Um, and what advice would you give your 18 year old self?
1: um what advice would I give my 18 year old self um so I'd, yeah I'd probably I'd probably just I'd probably just tell him to be um more like I was when I eventually got into my like my you know my early 20s when I sort of just switched my mindset so I'd probably slap him around the face and just say and just say you don't know everything except yeah. failure failure is okay accept responsibility when you don't get stuff wrong and go out and change it. Cause it doesn't mean you're a loser. It doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that you're a bad person or a failure. It just means that you failed. So it's okay to learn from it, move on. It's the only way to get better. And the sooner you do that, the sooner you're gonna have everything you
0: want. I always say like I look back and I don't have any regrets in anything I've done. I can now look back, and this is probably something that's come with, you know, when I hit my thirties and got a bit older, but I look back at everything and just class it as a learning experience. And I think when you can take that and you don't dwell on the negatives and you don't dwell on failure or things that you've lost, if you just class it as, you know, part of molding who you are and learning, then it's such a massive place to be really.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, thanks for that, Matty. That was great. Thanks very much for coming on the podcast. Um, And uh, I appreciate that. It was good to chat.
1: Yeah, man, definitely. Really good chat. I've got a, um, I've got a bad.